What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Chasing Daylight Podcast. And boy, uh, we always have a lot of shit to talk about, but we got a lot of shit to talk about tonight. Dan was just over on the East Coast playing golf at Kiwa. Uh, we had a major at the VGN. Weather guy came through with a big W. Uh, we got our interview with Patrick Lindsay coming up on Wednesday. We got a little contest, kind of a contest, a little raffle that we're going to be talking about later on. I got my knee checked out today. I'm going to give a little shout out to that place because old man is back. And uh, Reflection Bay. I got around in at Reflection Bay with Trey. And then we have a date for our very first King of the Green event. So a lot going on but dan let's but oh and then the the headline topic of today's episode is is what is wrong with golf and there's not a question mark on that for a reason because it's a statement what is wrong with golf and we're gonna all dig into that a little bit later and and chat about it but dan welcome back thanks thanks yeah it was uh it was pretty awesome out there the uh the weather was good the humidity was up on a couple of days Got a little sweaty out there, but uh, the golf was great and uh, the company was good too. So can't ask for much more on a golf trip. All right, let's give the rundown. Where all did you play? So uh, I was at Kiowa Island Resort. So we played the Ocean Course, the uh, Cougar Point, Oak Point, Osprey Point, and Turtle Point. Pretty much all five of the uh, public courses there. And um, it didn't disappoint. The uh, Obviously, the Ocean Course is what it is. It's tough it's beautiful it's uh, uh it it wasn't super windy so we got pretty lucky but if the wind had been blowing like 20 to 30 it would eat your lunch yeah and um but uh it was uh it was very playable um although the greens were the slowest of the bunch there uh they were still in great shape and uh just just amazing scenery the clubhouse is sick the, the beach it was it was quite the experience. It was awesome. Did did uh, you get a feel for Phil's record round there? Like <laughs> it was something special. Um, yeah, considering because I I believe that weekend it was uh, it was pretty windy that weekend. I don't remember hundred percent, but I think I think I remember the the wind being up. And um, yeah, it's there's some there's some holes there where if you don't you know, have any little bit of guidance. We had a cat, we had a caddy that uh, joined our group. One of the guys that joined us uh, got a caddy. So he kind of gave us a heads up on, you know, lines off the tee box and stuff. But if I wouldn't have heard his advice, I, yeah, I probably would have hit it into the beach or in with the alligators multiple times. How was the pro shop? A lot of Peter Millar out there or what? Uh, <laughs> lots, lots of Peter Millar, lots of Johnny O and lots of foot joy. I bet a lot of foot joy. Yeah, lots of foot joy. And then, of course, Matt's favorite is Puka hats. <laughs> the hats that don't fit my head by Puka. Yep. They no look new so era. damn good, too. <laughs> no new I, era hats. No new era. So that oh. was disappointing. But uh, New era. Don't get me started. But, uh, it, was, it was a beautiful clubhouse. Nice golf shop. People, the people were great, too. Did, you guys, eat, nice did you guys eat lunch afterwards there? Looks um, like you guys are hanging out on the patio. We did. We had a few. Uh, we had a few cocktails down there, and uh, well, quite a few. <laughs> and uh, and uh, yeah, we uh, went down to the beach. But um, when we got off the golf course, it was like 
I don't know what was going on, but there was like an influx of beautiful women there and me being single, you know, I was just like, Oh, this is nice. <laughs> <laughs> but no joke. We got off, we, we got off the golf course and there was probably about, I'm, I'm not even exaggerating, like 30 girls that were just stunning. And I was like, man, what is, what's going on? It happens every it day nice. at 2 p.m. Every day. Yeah. It's like the rain course. in Florida. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was nice. How did Tommy and uh, Jared play out there? Um, they actually did pretty good. Um, yeah. Jared was a little, he got a little frustrated the first day, but uh, he, he recovered, made some good shots. And then Tommy, he's uh, same thing. He was, he was struggling a little bit with a couple of his swings, but uh, he turned it around at the end of the trip, started hitting more solid shots and flagging pins, especially the last round. Tommy played really well last round. I miss nice. those guys, man. Yeah. Yeah. They're, uh, they're busy, man. Those guys really haven't been playing a whole lot of golf. And, uh, that's so, good, you know, life gets in the way sometimes. Absolutely. It does. Just but ask Adam. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so what was your, what was your favorite course that you played? Uh, ocean course for sure. Yeah. Um, is it and like then, a, uh, a big notch above the others or? For me, it was, um, just because of the whole experience, the setting. Uh, it had the most beautiful clubhouse. It was literally on the beach. You can see, you can see the whole back nine is is right on the water, so you can see uh -huh. everything. The, the front nine plays a little inland, uh, but just overall, that was that was awesome. And then um, honestly, I liked um, Cougar Point, the second best, and that's the uh, Gary Player course over there. Ooh, yeah, it that was so much fun. The layout was sick. Um, for me personally, I think those were the, it was the best conditioned course. Greens were super tight. Fairways were flush. Um, just, just an awesome time. But uh, the others were, were great. <clears throat> they were great. Too. Does it, uh, does it deserve a second trip back or would you rather go somewhere else? I would, I would definitely go back, but I would still go someplace else first just <laughs> <Yeah>. because <laughs> I, there's still so much to see. Yeah. Still so much golf for me to, to uh golf courses for me to see before I go back there. Yeah. Awesome. Great, uh, great trip. Uh I know you guys are planning it for a while. Um while you were gone, we had our VGN major out at Coyote Springs, and Coyote was flexing their muscle a little bit. Uh greens were quick, pin placements were a little tricky. Um, course was overall in good shape, would you say, Joe? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yep, totally. Yeah, and it, it was there was some uh, the greens are fast. It, it's that course is is. I didn't think they were that fast. You didn't think that really? No. Wow. When I put my ass off, like I literally put my ass off on Saturday. I mean, I was draining twelves, fifteens, eighteens, drained one from like twenty four feet for a birdie, like so. I don't know. I didn't think they were that quick, and I was just dripping them in the hole all day. Just yeah, I mean, drip. they weren't like 14s, but compared to what we have been playing lately, that yeah, I I haven't played. That's the fastest greens I've played on probably since TPC. I didn't um, think they they weren't deathly like fast. Well, how many downhill breakers did you play with? Because I mean, quite a few. Because okay. if, you, if you're at Coyote Springs, you're, you're probably getting a few downhill breakers or. <laughs> uphill yeah. breakers or side winding there. breakers or you know there's there's most putts out there are not straight i mean i was happy i had i had 32 putts so i wasn't you know and that was with the three jack so um yeah 
I, I wasn't upset with my putting. It was other things that <laughs> went I wish I, for I, me. I really wish I had taken uh, my stats and my putts and all that. Because I swear, I probably had 10, 11 putts on the front iron. Wow. Oh, yeah. Dude, that, the pin location on two, the par five, was like on the left edge. It was, it was, so yeah, there, there were, there were some pins that were pretty, pretty rough out there for sure. But overall, 14, I think was, 14 was a tough one. Let's see. And I, I may, I one putted that. I, <clears throat> I was, I came up short of the green, chipped it all the way. I was in the front right, chipped it all the way over the hill, pat down, down the little valley up, and then it curved down to the left. And so I had a straight uphill putt. Yeah. Straight uphill putt. Yeah. That's yeah, the, the key there. That exactly is the key there. Cause, <laughs> yeah. I didn't have many others. <laughs> I had a I had lot like of... I had like a left to right four footer and I had been putting my ass off all day and just lipped it. But Coyote's great, man. I mean it's it's so I don't even know if it if you could consider it underrated. I just feel like it's like not well known because it's such a gem of a course. Like if you are willing to take that hour drive, like it's completely worth it. And it's probably like bang for buck compared to courses in vegas it's worth it i mean oh, absolutely you know like you, you can't get much better out there i mean even like out of towners don't get charged as much as they would at Paiute. like it's completely worth it it's a gem it's and I, I like i said i don't know if i'd consider it under the radar it's just like it's not known you know well i guess that is under the radar but it's you know if you're coming out here it's it's sick like, How many bunkers were you in? Um, I started off a few in the front, and there was it was pretty heavy. The bunkers were pretty heavy. There was a lot of sand. There was a lot of sand. Yeah, like a lot of sand. Yeah. And then then I get to eighteen, and <clears throat> the front left bunker, I I my approach came up short. I had to chip over it to that flag that was right on the left edge, mm -hmm. and and so instead of just taking my medicine and chipping out to the right and trying to, you know, get two putts. I was like, Oh, I can, I, I got this shot. I got fill in my bag. Yeah, I can do this. And so I chipped it. And I mean, if it goes another two inches, I was sitting pretty, but it, it hit the rough and bounced back and dropped straight down in that bunker. And yeah. that area, that bunker, there was no sand in, and it took me three, three swings to get it out because it was so firm and hard packed that, well, I don't know if you saw Manolo's uh, golf lessons today, but he was talking about stop complaining about there's no sand in the bunkers. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I did play with Tyler Paul, Mister a three putt bogey himself. Um, he he was counting. He kept he he kept telling me that's two shots out of the bunker I could have saved. That's three. That's four mm. because he just kept hitting the lip or he couldn't get it out. And I think at the end of the round it was like six or seven you know strokes yeah, I, where he just hit the lip and it came back at him or he couldn't get it out and he only finished like six or seven strokes back yeah um i told him you know just don't go with the bunkers they're out there they're not hidden you don't <laughs> aim there i i got up and down a, a lot from that i i got out had not all up and downs but i got out a lot i was really happy with my sand game and just that last hole just ate my lunch and I'm going to complain about if there's no sand in the bunker, if every other bunker you've been in is packed like flour 
and then I get in We're one. We're just looking for consistency out here. Yeah, just that's looking all. for consistency. That's consistency. all. Just give me the that's same it. shit across the course. But I get it. It's it's not easy to do. But the weatherman was was a big winner. Yeah. Uh, so uh, let's bring in uh, Matty G to talk about him. Maybe. Maybe we won't talk about Matty G. This. Well, the news certainly did this morning. He was gloating. Oh, yeah. He was very <laughs> happy. Uh, uh, Dan, I don't know if you saw it, but uh, he was show, showcasing the trophy all over the news this morning. So we got oh, had yeah, a couple of people it. reach out. It, it was it was awesome. Yes, yeah, I definitely saw him. I, I, I jinxed it by raising my hands and being excited that uh, the audio file played this morning. So. Yeah, good, good test. Yeah, it failed miserably. <laughs> oh, here we go. All right. What's up, everybody? This is the first place winner of the Hearts Division. <laughs> uh, what a great tournament. I honestly shocked myself with how I played that day. Uh, took about a two-month hiatus, man. I mean, I did not golf at all. I went to the range maybe once or twice and came out great. The irons were flush, and the driver and putter were working. So that's all you really need to... Uh, Play good, and that's how it went that day. So, uh, great tournament. Love the group I was in, and uh, overall, VGN, just a fantastic league to be in. Uh, but looking forward to this upcoming weekend. Temperatures are going to be much, much cooler. 84 on Saturday, and we're only up to 87 on Sunday. Might be a little breezy, but conditions are staying dry heading into the weekend. So, a great golfing forecast and a great first weekend of fall as it begins on Friday. So, looking forward to it, and have a great rest of the week. You know, you know, sometimes it just takes a little bit of a break. It, that's sometimes it that's all really, it takes. Really, like like for nutcases and psychos like us, like where we have to or else but, we'll start shaking. Sometimes you just got to take a break. My issue would be, okay, it's been 18 hours. Is that long enough? <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's yeah, been two no. days. Is that a long enough break or do I need to take a longer break? I think the the minimum break you need to take is like two weeks. Oh, you're talking like time off. Yeah. Yeah. Time off. Like you got to clock out, take a vacation. Well, I'm going, I'm going to Boise this weekend. I'll be up there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So that's about as much taking off that I'm going to be able to muster. But I am going to go up to Tampa. It's hard though. That's the thing. (laughs) The course up there. So I may (laughs) grab a rental set and. (laughs) <laughs> That's the thing. I mean, for like us that are like psychos, like love the game and just love playing. I mean, it's so hard to just drop the sticks and take the break because it's what feeds our soul. Kind of like, you know, for us soul golfers. Yes. Hey, uh, Steven Jackson's in the chat right now. What's up, brother? He's taking a, a I'm at a break moment. He said, want to tease. He's, <laughs> he's helping us with some uh, potential new artwork. And uh, so those of you on watching on YouTube can get a little glimpse at maybe something coming down the line. That's the first draft. So thanks for doing that, sir. Appreciate it. Uh, didn't respond to your text because we're doing this. So <laughs> <laughs> that's why I wasn't ignoring you. All right. Uh, also, um, yeah, I, I talked about this a little bit a couple weeks ago, but uh, Tamarack Resort up in Cascade in Idaho, it's, it's about an hour, hour and a half north of uh, uh, Meridian and Eagle, uh, they are opening back up. 
they have nine holes open right now. And I got to play the course years ago before it uh, shut down. It's an absolutely spectacular Robert Trent Jones design on a lake up at elevation. It's at 7,000 feet, I think. Just gorgeous country, beautiful, and there's bald eagles everywhere. And uh, the recession kind of hurt it really bad, and they ended up shutting down. But uh, they got it back up and running, except nine holes are rolling right now. And uh, so we may take a drive up there and go check it out because definitely one that's an amazing golf course and definitely worth a trip up there if you're in that area. And then Wednesday, uh, Wednesday, well, when this comes out today, uh, we're interviewing Patrick Lindsay. He uh, is the director of the Shriners Open event, which is a month away. And uh, he was on last year. We had a great time chatting with him. There's some crazy new thing that they're doing called club 360 where they put a another level on top of the hill that has oh it's on top of the hill yeah yeah it's on top of what was on top of the hill it's a second hill is going to be two stories yes Hmm. yes and they call it club 360 because you're going to be able to see people coming in on nine people coming in on 16 people hitting on 17 people coming in on 18 and people leaving mm. on 10 <laughs> hmm. and one and one. Yeah. So it's, that's pretty damn cool. Yeah. So Good spot uh, for it. Yeah. And then, um, working on getting our uh, media passes. And so, you know, we'll be out there as much as we can. I know it's tough for you guys during the week and <clears throat> it's tougher for me on the weekend. So, uh, well, no, we'll figure something out, but we're, we're going to get out there and check it out and see everybody all the Vegas guys that play in it and, and, uh, and that, what did, what did you think? Did you guys watch any of the Fortnite? I know Dan, you were out, so you probably didn't really care. I didn't watch a ton. I mean, I watched, uh, Sahith coming in, um, because obviously I'm a fan of Sahith. So, um, didn't want to see him blow it like he did at Greenbrier. Um, mm-hmm. but I, he tried you know, to, I, he, I mean, he tried to, but, uh, yeah, dude, Sahith is, uh, one of my favorites. Glad to see him win um, instead, of, instead of Max Homa for the third year in a row. But, um, yeah, I didn't watch a ton, too. but it, it, I mean, there, it, was, it, was a, it was a good one, you know, and it's this fall season is kind of, uh, it's going to be interesting. I saw that uh, Jimmy Walker said it was bullshit, but, you Whoa. know. Did he really? What did he say? Did you not see that? Yeah, he no. quoted. He said the fall, the fall PGA Tour is bullshit. But, you know, he had exemption status and, you know, who knows? Who knows what he's doing? He's probably fucking smoking some meat somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> Why is it bullshit? I, I I, mean, we'll see how it plays out, right? Because this is going to be the first time that we see it play yeah. out in this fashion. But uh, I, th- I think it's good. I think it makes it pretty equal for a lot of the, the pros. Um, it's going to be interesting. And. You know, JT probably wants to typically been in that field, but he's got Ryder Cup coming up, so he wanted to get his new fields in. And, you know, there, there might have been some players that wouldn't typically be there, like maybe next year. Like, we might not see those bigger names, but yeah, I think, I th- I think it's going to work out decently. I, I, who knows? Uh, this, is, this is the trial fall season, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, come January when the guys who played well in the fall, fall whatever you call it, the fall series, uh, are in some events that they weren't in 
after the playoffs, uh, they're going to be fans of it. Um, right. I yeah. And I think it gives you a, that... an opportunity. It gives you an opportunity yeah. if you're out, of, if you're out of the top players, I mean, play your way into some events. Exactly. I don't know why you'd be calling it bullshit. It's play well, get back in. You know, I don't know. It's equal opportunity for everybody. Did I, Jimmy Walker I, I, play I in understand it? it? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, oh, you guys might notice uh, we're missing somebody tonight. Uh, Stat guy is a little under the weather. So we wish Jeremy He's a well. big fan of Jimmy Walker. Yeah, and he would know if Jimmy Walker was playing because he's stat guy. He would. Um, but I'm wondering if he didn't get in because JT did. <laughs> he took his spot. <laughs> that would yeah, be funny. I don't know. That would be All right. So yeah. we'll, uh, see. we'll see how it plays out. I'm not going to be able to put the interview out on Friday because I won't be here, but I'm probably going to put it out Monday morning. So Monday or Tuesday, or maybe we even hold it till next Friday because it'll be closer to the Shriners and it'll be, be a little bit more pertinent information. Um, so keep an eye out for that. And then uh, let's see, what do you want to do next? Let's go. We'll save that for later. So uh, I have had an issue with my knee for a little over a year. This happened right, right before we went to Bandon, right, Joe? Uh, yeah, but there was that three years ago now, two years oh, ago. Shut up. It was last year. Good grief. Was it last year? Yeah. Yeah, it was last year. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it, I mean, I'm just jonesing for some bandits. So it just feels like a long time ago. <laughs> uh yeah it was it was summer last year uh i hurt my knee moving some furniture around and it's been bugging me ever since it's been getting worse and worse and worse and i really hope my lackluster performance on the golf course lately is in direct relationship with how bad it has been because that would be that would be exciting for me uh i went to my doctor he referred me to an orthopedic i went to the orthopedic uh, which was nice. I got in right away. He touched my knee like, oh, hair tear, hair tear. Okay. Yeah, let's get you an MRI. Uh, they'll schedule it. We'll have you back here probably three, four weeks. And I was like, okay. And um, Marcus uh, is a new member of the VGN, and he's been helping me out on some of my uh, swing fundamentals. And he told me about uh, John Petrick, who is uh, somebody who works at, it's called Las Vegas Pain Relief Center. It's here in Henderson. And he's a motion therapy, uh, doesn't believe in invasive stuff. Um, basically a chiropractor that works on the entire body. And uh, I went in there today and he did some crazy ass. Shaman, shaman. Yeah, Joe said it sounded like shaman. you were in a teepee. <laughs> 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 and. Uh, he found that my meniscus had popped out of where it was supposed to be and he put it back in. And I tell you, it is some of the most excruciating pain I felt in my life. The, the stuff he was doing to me, um, just the stretches and the pressure and, but we, he moved it and I felt it pop and he goes, Ooh, uh, did you feel that? And I said, yeah. And he goes, yeah, I just put your meniscus back in place. Mm. Um, so there, he was explaining that your meniscus is like a donut that sits underneath. Uh, it's between the, the bone joints and uh, it had rotated and it's supposed to rotate. 
and mm. mine wasn't, it was stuck. And so as it, my body was trying to turn, it, it was, yeah, wasn't good. Um, so he, he did that, did a couple other things and said, stand up. And the pain was gone, gone. Mm. Um, and he said, you know, you're going to be sore for a couple of days. And the, the, his assistants are like, yeah, don't be surprised if you see bruising or anything like that. Um, it can be, uh, it can get pretty nasty and he was working on you pretty hard. So I, but I am pumped. I am, I, it was amazing that somebody knows what they're doing, looked at it, assessed it, did some stretches, did some things to get it and, and fixed it. Sometimes all you need is some natural fucking movement or, you know, you you don't always need surgery or medication. Yep. So does he take insurance? No. Oh yeah. No. No. Yeah. I'm one of those guys. One of those guys, but (laughs) you know what? I I might sleep tonight like really good because I'm not going to be tossing and turning and trying to find a comfortable spot for my leg to sit. And, uh, right. I mean, or, or you know, that thing could I, just fucking break in half. Who knows? Yeah. I squatted, <laughs> I squatted, I did a squat today. I haven't done a squat in a year. You know, uh, it, it doesn't hurt when I got, get up right now. I mean, it's, it's incredible. So, you know, I just ice some... it, take a break from the game. Yeah. Don't be, don't be dialing it. Don't try and fix your swing currently for the next few days. Well, don't, don't tweak anything. I'll tell you what. Rest your tomorrow. body. Rest your body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if anybody wants to check some out, just uh, if, if you're in some kind of pain that you can't get figured out, go check them out. Las Vegas Pain Relief Center. Uh, John, yeah, I'd be interested where they're located. Uh, it's on Horizon Ridge. Uh, right at Eastern. It's, it's on Horizon Ridge. Just. Oh. I'm sure I could use it? some like useful stretching. Oh my, I mean, and then he goes, Hey, let me, let me adjust you real quick. And so he, he had me go like, go like this and turn and I'm sitting yeah. down and he just he, pushes down and you're he, he bear hugged me and like twisted and it just went. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, Whoa, that. Have felt- you ever seen those chiropractor guys that like you lay down and they put something around your neck and they just fucking pull and it's like, <laughs> yeah. And that's what I was like afraid. He was scorpion or some shit. It's scary. Welcome back, Dan. Chiropractors are scary, man. Yeah, I was I was a little nervy uh, to begin with, but uh, even if you trust them, it's like, dude, you're about to fucking tear my skull out of my head. Oh, the but the the amount of pain he was helps. putting me through, and he told me he goes, "I'm sorry, but I have to do this. I have to assess you. I have to find out. I have to do this." And I'm like, I said, I can take it. it just I may scream like a little bitch, but I can take it. <laughs> I mean, there was one point I'm like. Oh my God. <laughs> and he was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm thrilled. Absolutely thrilled. Nice. Yeah. Ice it, take a break, get it back going because you're going to have to walk a lot in a year. So, Oh yeah, I know. And that's why I was doing this because I want to be ready. I mean, I'm, I'm doing really good on the weight loss. I'm, I'm down 28 pounds, still, still rolling. Um, and now with this added comfort level, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, that coming down even more. So yeah, I'm pumped for that. What Rob say, I'll show you how to take a golf break for the highest for a couple of weeks. <laughs> mm. 
Uh, I don't know if you heard earlier, Rob, we were saying how, how long do you take a break for? Cause me, I, I was telling these guys that, you know, after a day, I'd be like, is that a long enough break? Well, that's the thing is like Katie went to Canada and I'm like, I had to take a two week break. And I'm just fucking Jones. And I'm like, I have to get out. I have to get out. Cause it's, it's a drug, man. The game of golf played, is a f- absolute drug. You played good too. Yeah. Played decent. Dan, how long was your break before you teed it up at, at uh, Kiowa? Ooh, I think it was a couple of weeks also. Yeah? Yeah, we had been doing a lot of work at the Mac, and uh, yeah, I didn't play for about good two, maybe even three weeks. And hey. did you play well? Or, or like, did you play better than you typically would? Did you feel anything different? Um, No, not really. I don't think I played any better or any worse. Uh, just kind of definitely showed a little bit of rust, that's for sure. But yeah. um, but no, it didn't really feel any different. Two weeks? I think. Is that? No, uh, I'm sorry. Rob just said at least two weeks, bud. Play one round and then another two-week break. Um, it, so is, is that like no golf activities whatsoever for two weeks? Or am I allowed to hit balls in the back and putt? No. no we, Nothing? Don't touch a club? Mm-hmm. No touching the clubs. No touching. Oh, fuck yeah. that. That's, yeah, it's hard. Oh. I mean, I chipped a little bit in my backyard, but like no full swings. I would say no full swings. Oh, fly. man. When, when we went to New York and I, I went to the pier and I was like, I just want to go hit some. <laughs> it's been like five days since I've touched my golf clubs. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's fucking, it's, we're addicts. We're hey, fucking um, addicts. Sad news. Dan's not going to be able to make the finals. Uh, here, here's the list of uh, the players. The highlighted players are in the finals for the VGN. Um, I can't, we can't see anything. I'm not in the highlights, I'm sure. No, you're not in the highlights. That's hearts. Yeah. And there's spades and diamonds. Can't see anything. Yeah, yeah you're down blurry. there. Very yeah. blurry. Sorry. On your screen. Uh, Joe, you're sitting in the eighth spot right now. So okay, looking so, pretty good. So, but there was. Well, uh, I'm gonna miss. I'm gonna have to miss Boulder, which unfortunate. But oh, that's hey, that's the door right there. But then we got national, and that's that's my spot. So that's, look at that's it. your jam. Okay, so next, uh, King of the Green. Uh, King of the Green is back. It's been a while since we've held a King of the Green event. It's a putting contest that we put on. Uh, I think Glenn was the last one who won out so. at Revere. Dan won before that. Uh, we're moving I won it. Before that, Joe did. Don't forget me. Joe, yeah, Joe won the very first one at Legacy. <laughs> Just um, don't forget it. I'm not gonna forget it. You're the first picture with the belt. Uh, but we're moving it to Angel Park, and we're gonna do it during the week. It's gonna be on a Thursday. November 2nd is the date we're looking at. Uh, it shouldn't be too cold by then. It should be great weather still. End of October. So is it going to be on the putting course? It's going to be on the putting course. Okay, cool. That's cool. Yes, yeah, so uh, I'm going to open it up to 32 players. Uh, haven't quite figured out the entry fee yet. I'm talking with Jed about that right now uh, to see what you know he's going to uh, be able to help us out with. Um, much love to that man for helping us out. I really appreciate it. And dude, that dude's doing a great job up there, it's man. Fantastic. He really is. Absolutely he really is. job. I wish I wish I lived a little closer just so I could go up there more often. But 
I right there with it's you. It's on the other side 100%. of town. Because it's Dude, it's a great spot. If I'm going that far, I'm going to go ahead and go all the way up to uh, Boise because <laughs> it's it's halfway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but what we're going to do is it's going to be uh, uh tournament style uh, bracket. So uh, two players head to head match play for nine holes. Um, and the winner it's goes great on spot too, because the, the, the little patio area overlooks the course too. So, yep. yep. So uh, the, the winner goes on the loser. Uh, we're going to have uh, a food and beverage ticket for everybody. Um, so grab some food, grab some drinks, hang out and watch and uh it's gonna be a great time and i think having it there because that putting course is it's not like not forgiving it's not the dustin johnson putt thing that you were talking about last week uh you can put it in the water yeah (laughs) i haven't played it since i was a kid but i remember just like how do i even get this putt towards the hole yeah so so it's i mean it will challenge everybody um so that is speaking of be, food and beverage tickets, do you, do we know if our uh, beverage tickets are good at Coyote anytime? Did you not because use I yours? Two, I have two left. Well, we found some on the ground. So oh, you did? Yeah, probably not. Right? I have no idea. You can call Chris and ask him. All right, just curious. Because I, I was at Smith's today, and I was like, should I toss these or should I hold on to them? <laughs> use them at Mitch's. And, that, and that's the question. Are they good at Mitch's? We have to find out. I mean, sure. And I'm sure I could weasel my way into them being useful. Probably. Probably. Uh, and then uh, Trey and I played Reflection Bay, uh, talking about their new uh, past Palm greens. And I put a post out there on the, on, on Dish. The, the... Oh, there we go that uh about it um i said give it be patient be patient with it because they are new um they did have a little bit more time than typical because they you know redid them all and and course was completely shut down Um, when were they closed like six months since april yeah so four was that five months five months um and it's that, that that grass is very unique it it's going to take some time. If anybody has played Club at Sunrise, you know what they're like. It's just imagine a lot more undulation because Reflection kept all that in. Yeah, so was it hard to see like the breaks? Like how it is at uh, Club at Sunrise? Um, Would you consider it harder? No, I wouldn't consider it harder because the, the undulation is so good there. So you got to really feel it. You got to feel it with your feet kind of situation. It's, it's, there's no finesse putting. You have to hit the putt. You know, it's not, you know, if you see it breaking, you know, five inches out to the right, maybe only go two because the grass is going to slow it down and it's, it's not, it's not going to take that break as much as you think it's going to. I put it pretty well because I was chipping everything close. Were they quick or like slower? Uh, I would say slower. It it's kind of like a, a poana on a I mean, Sunday they, afternoon. I know they've cut them a shit ton and probably rolled them a shit ton over the summer. So, yeah, I, I, it's hard to say. It's uh, more of like a sprouty grass, so it's like kind of just. Well, the blades like are poppy. thick. The yeah. the blades are thick. 
and the, it just grabbed like chipping the ball checks up like a son of a bitch. I yeah. mean, you can absolutely fire at the pin with your, with your wedges. Um, cause it is going to stop around the green. Um, hmm. very receptive. They, they rolled, I mean, they were, they were slow. They weren't, you know, eights or, or anything that bad. Well, I feel like club at sunrise is usually pretty slow, but it's like hard to see the putt. Yeah. Well, so it, they you, were slow out there. See more, was I don't know if it was, well, you know, it's going to feed see. towards Lake Las Vegas, obviously. Right. Well, but. I think, I think at club at sunrise, because they're a lot flatter, the breaks that are there are harder to see. Where yeah, at Revere yeah, or at, at Reflection, you can you can see the breaks. It's just yeah, you're on a mountain, so it's a little how, bit different. How much do you need to you know adjust for that? Yeah. So, but course is in good shape, and glad it's back. Hope hope it alleviates. Did they do anything the, else other than the greens? They I mean, they upgraded the carts. They upgraded the, the yeah. clubhouse. The no, the clubhouse is the same. Nothing changed there. Oh, I saw they, they they were promoting that they like changed like the interior of the clubhouse. I saw. Well, Trey said not, he didn't remember a, the white tile, but I remember the white tile up top. Um, but well, the, white the, and cream are pretty similar, so I mean, you <laughs> might have saw cream. You're older. <laughs> uh, but Pro Shop was <laughs> the same. Uh, the outside was the same. They hired a lot more people. There's a lot more people working there now. Yeah. What they should have fucking done is put a fucking real range in there is what they should have done. They, they have no room. They should have you hit balls into the water. That would be awesome. Well, that little short area next to the, the cage. I mean, should, they should have just netted that up and closed it so you can see some sort of ball flight. That's Bally High too. Yeah. And probably worse because the fucking, they're all black. All the balls are black. And yeah, we didn't even. turn black. We didn't even go there. We just went right to the putting green and, and was trying to get a feel for it. Probably could have leveled that, that putting green a little bit too, but it's, it was pretty good. It's pretty drastic. Uh, yeah. The putting green is pretty drastic elevation wise, but it's a great fucking course, man. Like I, I, cause I was supposed to play with you guys and I was kind of bummed, you know, I just had to adult and go to work and, uh, I'm excited Adulting's to get out there and, and, and see what they do. I mean, you guys played on the first day they were open, so obviously it's, it's only going to get better and better, you know. So yeah, like I said, in a couple I, years, I think we need to play out be... there next month in October. I think it's going to be fantastic in October. So all right, let's do we it. We got to get out there. Do, hey, yeah. shout out, uh, Doc Kyle Peters. Kyle Peters Thank you yeah. for the invite. Uh, so that is that. That is that. That is that. All right, last thing before we get to um, what's wrong with golf. I'm going to put this up on the screen so everybody can see it. Uh, we are, the, the SNGA is hosting a social event out at Southern Highlands. Uh, pretty, pretty badass event that. Uh, I mean, Kat exclusive. Martin, it, as team, exclusive as you get, as you get out in Vegas. Yeah. The, it's a spectacular golf course. It's one of the premier prime private clubs. In Vegas, I mean, it's it's so high shadow summit as far as exclusivity and experience and just all around wow. Uh, we got to play it back last year at a Derek Carr tournament. Yeah, for and, those loyal listeners, we we beat Derek Carr in a golf tournament. Just, oh yeah, just, we did. Yes, we did, and that's why he left. And he lost tonight. Did he not lose tonight? Did he lose? I don't know. I wasn't watching. I saw Chubb get his knee bent the wrong way. 
Oh no, they won. They won by three. So oh, all right. Shut up, uh, Derek so, Carr and his uh, speeches. Dan, uh, this is kind of uh, sad for Dan because he can't play because he's got the NFR. He's got adulting to do. Mm-hmm. So we have a spot. So Joe, Jeremy, and myself are, are going to play in this, and we have a spot. So this is what we're going to do. Uh, up on the screen, those of you watching on YouTube, um, is my Venmo. So we're going to sell uh, a raffle ticket uh, for 20 bucks. So uh, you can buy as many as you want. I mean, if you want to play in it, it's $265 for the event. Uh, you know, this is a, a, it's not a private event. It's not a SNGA members only. Um, anybody can register, uh, $265. Uh, but we want the to try and you know raise awareness of the show and play with some of the people that listen. Uh, so scan the Venmo, uh, send us twenty bucks with your name. Uh, it is on the Tuesday, December the fifth, and the only thing that's covered is the golf. We're not flying in we're not paying your room we're not buying your food <laughs> so but if uh, you ask if, if you ask nicely maybe we'll cover like a you know like a cheeseburger or something yeah and if get you, if get you an emergency you, sandwich if yeah you emergency fly sandwiches. in yeah you will pick we you up an e-sando with pr- provide the e-sandos <laughs> um but if you if you fly in i'll i'll come pick you up at your hotel if that's yeah that's not a big and deal I'll, and i can drop you off there you go Taken care of, uh, but we're not flying for you and we're not paying for your room, but we will pay for your golf. So if you want a chance to play one of the premier private resorts, that's not a resort, private clubs yeah. in America, in the world for that much, because it's pretty damn special. It's one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 20 bucks. Top 30, maybe top 30. Uh, maybe. Yeah. I mean, it's 40, the top 50, I'd say it's pretty freaking special. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, Venmo me twenty bucks, and uh, we'll put you in the drawing, and we'll do it live on YouTube in here in a couple of weeks, and uh, one of y'all will get to come play with us. So it's for twenty bucks. I mean, I mean, go. this is as Vegas as it gets, man. Like, take no a gamble. You could you could play so high for twenty dollars. Yeah. We're yeah. and we're Vegas podcast. We're gamblers. I mean, Matt, Matt shit the bed on a parlay this weekend that was probably more than that so i mean <laughs> might as well just give it a shot right <laughs> just give it a shot give it a shot all right let's get that off and then uh we're gonna go on to so after hearing a lot of conversations after uh what took place at coyote springs because there was some slow play and i told everybody i sent an email out to everybody the night before don't come at me with slow play because it's Coyote Springs. It's a tough course. Everybody's playing from distances further than what they're used to be playing. The greens are going to be fast. The course is going to be hard. It's going to be a five-hour round. Expect it. Um, but still, I still had people come at me <laughs> yeah. with it slow play. So I started thinking, you know, because I, I left I am, at like 6.50 in the morning. Or no, probably not that early. 7.30 in the morning. I got home at like 5. Yeah, I I left at six fifteen, and yeah. was still there at five. So, yeah, uh, yeah, it was a long day. And much love to Jeremy and Fabs for hanging out and helping me with it. Um, I think it went off rather well. Uh, Coyote 
kind of messed up and didn't realize we had an 1110 and 1120 group, even though they had the cart signs a week ahead of time. Uh, and they threw two groups out in between our 1110 and 1120. Seriously? Yeah, because we're sitting in the bar and these people come in. We're like, what hole did you guys start on? We started on one. And I'm like, how the fuck are you in here? And we still have guys <laughs> on the course. Um, That's weird. So yeah, they, I told the starter, I said, Hey, just tell my guys when they come up, Hey, you're 11 or you're 10, 15 or 10, 20. I'm going to put you out at, at, you know, 10, 15. I'm going to move you up a little bit. And I go, just get crunch us down at the back to, to get everybody on time. But that was like, I don't know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's everything nowadays. This this says eleven ten. I, ha I you know, have so to go off this piece of paper. I'm I sorry. I have to go off this piece I of paper. Can't, I can't defect uh, from the paper. So this had me start thinking. You know, there's we're always talking about what we love about golf. Uh, Trey did a little video with me while we were at Reflection Bay called "Why Why Golf," and, and that's going to be fun to watch what people have to say, other than what I said. Uh, on that, but it got me thinking, what's wrong with golf? There, there's so many yeah. good things that we love and, and the camaraderie and the courses and, and travel and, and the play and the great shots that keep coming you back. But what's wrong with golf and what can be done about it? So, uh, put together a little list here and, uh, throw it up on the screen so you guys can see. And this was just some of the things that I think is wrong with golf. Um, so I'll, I'll run this down here so, so people that are listening can understand. Uh, I have, it, it's too expensive uh, right now. Uh, just across the board, it's, it's too goddamn expensive. And this isn't, you know, uh, back in the day. So is it was, gas. Yeah, right? Yeah, we're paying it went up five dollars a gallon. <laughs> it went up a uh, dollar since I left. It's yeah. insane. So it, across the board, it's too expensive. Um, e equipment Luckily companies. Luckily, beer stayed the same price, roughly. <laughs> Just wait. Wait. No, now you've let the bag out. They're like, oh, shit, we can jack up beer? All right. Um, equipment companies and their massive releases. Uh, there's zero regulations in golf shafts. They're like, one company can say this is a stiff, and another company can spec it, and they say that it's regular flex. There's, it's very confusing to the consumers. And I think that's a thing that is very wrong with golf. Uh, there's too many new people. We've been talking about this for a while. Too many new people in the game. Uh, customer service is going by the wayside. Uh, we had out at, out at Coyote a couple of people. I mean, the car girl, one of the car girls was amazing. The other one made you feel like you were inconveniencing her. The guy inside was amazing. One of the guys outside, one of the marshals. We were on the, the 17th, the par three, and he drove by four times while we were on the hole. And it's like, there are gas carts out there and you're trying to hit a shot and you're, you know, it's like, dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the customer service is going, going away and it's driving me nuts. Uh, the rules of golf are confusing. I think the USGA is doing a great job with their rules that they're posting on their Instagram account. And I've been sharing those on the Vegas Golf Network page and uh, collecting them in a, in a uh, highlight. So if you ever want to see some of those, that's a great place to go check them out. Aside from their site, um, there's way too many golf ball options. 
way too many. Um, a lot of them do the same thing, but it's it's like a competition between these guys about who can do the best, and mm-hmm. it's really taking it out of the consumer's hands. Uh, there's just there's just too much too much going on with the golf ball, in my opinion. Um, let's see uh, wedges from grinds to materials used. Uh, it can be very confusing. Um, Fifteen hundred dollar putters, it's just absolutely wild. Uh, pro shops with crap offerings. I know Joe is a big fan of this. Um, yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Uh, dickheaded marshals. We were just talking about that, you know, dickheaded marshals, and then no marshals whatsoever. You have courses where uh, it would be nice to have somebody come by and go, "Hey, uh, can you pick it up a little bit? You're falling behind. The group behind is complaining about slow play. You know, uh, there's ways to do that with not. It also being relates a dick. to cart girls, just like yes. fucking driving by i think cart girls is probably worse than the marshals but you can continue on the list <laughs> shout out trey tune in also hey what's up trey uh course etiquette uh a lot of the new players i i blame for this um but there's course etiquette and uh self-awareness and the self-awareness is not just you know new players it's old players as well uh, i understand situations where you're you're getting in your groove but I mean, you have to be aware of what's going on around you. Um, and then, uh, of course, we could always talk about pace of play because it is absolutely insane. What's going on with pace of play uh, out on the golf courses? Um, all right, so that's what I got. Do you guys um, have anything you want to chime in or you want to talk about anything that I said? I mean, we could probably just go down a list and break it down. I mean... There's not much wrong with golf if you're a golfer, right? Like, so you're to me, like, I'm just super stoked to be out there, number one, right? Absolutely. Obviously, things can be, obviously, things can be better, you know, and, and it's the, it's the situations in everyday life, such as work or parenting or whatever the case may be, um, that can annoy you easily, right? And I don't want to twist this into we don't enjoy golf nowadays. I just think it for us being playing a little bit longer. I mean, I've only been playing for that for five years, but five years ago, courses were thirty, forty dollars cheaper, right? And um, that's one that. of my biggest gripes. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, depending on where you play, right? So it has obviously gotten more expensive, and there there is inflation in the country. I get that. But um, there's also more golfers nowadays, and it's harder to get a tee time, which doesn't help with you having to fork over $120, $140 or whatever for a time that you're not into. Or three or four years ago, it would have been 80. You know, it hurts a little bit because obviously we all love the game and and at the end of the day, it is IJAG. It is just a game, but we we love it and we want to play. And like we said earlier in the podcast, like we're fiends, so we have to play or else we're going to lose our fucking mind. But <laughs> there are things. Break, I'm sorry. Yeah, there are things wrong with golf, but I don't want anybody to think that. Oh, we don't love. Oh no, I mean, yeah, n- 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 yeah. All of all of this shit on the screen right here. Uh, yeah, it drives me the crazy. Recommendations. But it's not going to stop me from going out. Yeah, at all. 
Yeah, two years yeah. ago, Paiute was 65 bucks. Yeah. Okay. Um, so equipment companies with all their releases, is it justifiable for them to do it? Or is it, is it capitalism? So, if, hey, if they can do it, go for it. Or at a point, do you have to go, look, there's not that much of a difference between that driver that last year and this one. I think they just capitalize on people that don't actually know what they're doing. Because two or three years ago, yeah, I was like, I need the new driver. I need the new driver. Now, I, like I've mentioned it before, like I haven't changed anything in my bag for at least a year. Like I do need new iron shafts. I know that. But still, like four years ago, I would have just fucking bought them. And I yeah. think they just, they know that people are so enticed by new things and new technology and they, they can sell, they can sell you, you know, like I new think when the, cover when the stealth, and it doesn't really, it's not even real, real difference. You know, when, when paradigm stealth 435 all came out pushing 550, $600 and they were selling them. Yeah. Yeah. They went, yeah. fuck, we can do this with everything. Let's make a five wood yeah. $400. Let's make a hybrid $400. Yeah. And the, yeah, and the drivers went up, every, everything went up 50 bucks yeah, this was, last year, I think. Yeah, it was five, then 550. And I mean, God, if you want to get a customized, tailor made stealth, you're dropping a grand. I mean, when I bought my Sim five wood, I felt like a complete asshole spending like $400 on one club, you know? That's just crazy. They know what they're doing. They're selling yep. it. They're salesmen. All right, Dan, you're, you're on the higher end, a uh, skilled player. What's your thoughts on the shafts not having any regulation? Um, and Trey, really chime think... in. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this too. Yeah, I would say with Trey being more of a fitter, he'd probably be more, you know, involved than I could be. But, um, you know, I think it's, I think it's kind of bullshit if, you know, what you're saying is, you know, if you're buying a stiff or whatever and it's specking out to like, you know, regular specs, you know, me personally, I feel like I can tell that when I swing. Um, but for the average person who might not know any better, you know, yeah, they're kind of, you know, it sucks. They're getting the wool pulled over their eyes. Um, but as far as, what you can do to change that I, i'm not sure i mean maybe quality control has got to take a little bit more of a pride over just mass production you know just getting something out with our label on it slap a 300 hundred dollar price tag on it boom let's just start making money but unfortunately that's kind of what golf is like now you know it's just it's for a lot of these big name companies it's like a cash grab you know like Nothing significant has really changed. I'm kind of, I'm going to kind of revert back to like just the drivers. If you look at the stealth, look at the stealth two, look at the sim and you look at the sim two, it's all the same design. They just use different materials like the sim two and the stealth two. It's the same, same thing, except for one's got a carbon face and the other one has a carbon crown. Yeah. Like they move the weight around a little bit here and justify, Hey, you need yeah. this. But for the most part, if you just look at the heads and the sole plates, they're the same driver, different paint job. And, but because you move the crown 
of uh, carbon from the crown to the face. You can throw another $100 plus on top of it. Boom, put it out the next year. So same with Titleist, too. If you look at the TSI and the TSR, like there's hardly any difference. So I think it's just more of like just get something out and just get something new. Guys who want the new shiny toys will go and get it regardless. Yeah, and True. it's kind of like a like a status symbol, you know. Yeah, I got the newest driver. I got the newest irons, and it's it's really not about that. And I think this could pertain to, you know, um, like getting fitted is expensive too. Absolutely right to figure out what exact shaft you need. If you're not trying to drop four hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, whatever on any type of shaft, you have to go get fitted so you can find out what works for you. And that comes down to it being too expensive because to find out what you're doing, like there's only a couple of places you can go to where it's like, you can just pop shit in, pop it in, pop it out, try everything with the shaft, with the club or, or the heads or the driver head, whatever it is to find out what actually works for you. And even at that point, it do, it's not the same as you're going to get at the end because the quick connects or whatever the hosel is going to act a, a, a hair bit different you know yeah and, it's, and it, it could it's so the... hard to dial it in i told trey that i'd send him the link to yeah, jump I did. in i did too yeah but it, it's such that's the thing it's such a unique sport uh such a unique game and it's so hard to find what works for you because there are steps you need to take you need to um know what you're looking at you need to educate yourself you need to understand the game you need to understand your swing there's so many aspects to it where it's it's kind of hard to even do it when you are getting like professionally fitted yeah uh i think we've beaten up too many people for the last two years so i think everybody knows that uh, but the customer service going by the wayside, this is one thing that is kind of annoying to me is, you know, you pay, you pay more, you're paying more now and it's, it's pretty much the same product. Um, and in our case, it's an inferior product because so many of the courses have water restrictions and you, you know, they're not as green they're not as lush. Uh, there's a lot of dry, uh, dormant areas now because they don't have the, the, budget for water that they used to. So it, it's kind of an inferior product compared to a couple of years ago, but we're paying more for it. And it's like we're inconveniencing the golf course by being out there. And I just, I really would love to see a, a change of attitude on the customer service side that would be like, dude, man, you're really getting raped over the coals. Let's, let's at least give you some love while you're here. What's up, Trey? Here I am. Here the newest is. major champion, Trey Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> yes, congratulations, congratulations. Yeah, Be before you, you before you go too deep into that customer service, one one thing I wanted to say was is um, for newer golfers, unreal expectations of golf course conditions, right? Because when I <laughs> when I started playing, I thought that everything was supposed to look like Augusta. You know, 
and they <laughs> oh man it's and... true though right and it, when you first start playing golf you're expecting all courses to look a certain way that's not the case because there's seasons there's different types of grasses and um talking to darden who was at wild horse who is now at angel, angel park, park it's 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 an impossible job to keep those expectations up to your clientele because everybody's expecting it to be a certain way, but that's not the case. It's a very difficult job. So last week was Greens, oh, Greenskeeper got lost on the baby uh, Appreciation Day or whatever it was. Good grief, um, man. So shout out the Greenskeepers because it's not it's not what you expect every single time. And that's what makes golf awesome because you're gonna experience different shit all the time. You can experience different types of grasses, different types of lies, and mm -hmm. keep your expectations down. And when you come across those courses that are sick and dope and in great condition, like appreciate that because that's a moment you're not going to see all the fucking time. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, regarding that, you know, I've been at several private clubs and seen several kids at play. And I think to myself, you know, I, I mean, I'm talking like when I say private club, I'm talking like hundred grand to kind of join stuff. And, you know, I see kids at private clubs when I was fitting, you know, those kids are never going to know what it's like to play a fucking Boulder City Muni or a Boulder Creek. Yeah. Right. And I love Boulder. In Creek, the wintertime you know? when it's dormant and fucking yeah. Yeah. running all over. I mean, I, I still love that. I mean, that I love it's that. Fun. Boulder it's Boulder fun. Creek. Uh, it's just, you know, that's that's what makes the game different, you know, but I agree. Like, I think the expectations from club to club, you know, I, it's hard because, like, let's say you go, you know, let's say you got somebody, you know, coming to Las Vegas and they see, they book a tea time at Las Vegas National and they look at it online and then they show up and it's a completely different thing. Like, there's that level of, trying to convince the player to come to that golf course, no matter the condition that it's in. Yeah. It's a sales technique you know? really at the end of you the know, day. And I've, I, I have been on, and I'm sure most of you guys have, have been on the end of, you know, someone says it's a great layout. And then every time I hear great layout, I think shitty condition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. yeah, It's true. And we've all been on that end where it's like, Oh man, like I'm excited for this. Boom, boom. Like, I show up and it's a goat track, goat track, yeah. you know, it's fucking awful. And, uh, I, but you're right. There's gotta be some level of realism to that. But I think at the same time, no matter if it's, if it's unfixable, that's one thing, but I'm going to say it until I see more of it happen, but people got to fix ball marks, man. Yeah, totally. You know, and it's, it's not hard. You know, have I missed one before? Sure. But at the same time, I might do it four or five times on another green. Yeah. Um, you know, so I think there's a, a level, there's a level of decorum around golf that people from 2020 on forward that don't know. I have a funny story about fixing ball marks. Um, Saturday had a conversation with someone and, you know, I, I don't like, approaching people and telling them, Hey, you're doing this wrong. Let me show you the right way. But it, it, it got to a point where it's like, dude, you're, you're ruining the grass. And, uh, so I was he going up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And On so a I, Tuesday. 
And, <laughs> and I, I said, that's not the way you do it. And he's like, you know, somebody else told me that too, but I don't believe it. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, you know, I said, no, it, it's yeah. actually true. You're, you're ripping the grass out of the roots. And he's like, yeah, but I don't, I don't believe it. So I don't do it. Was he, did he go to agronomy school? Was he an agronomist? I just, that's the kind of uh, stuff. That's yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that level of decorum that goes from how we were learned the game to not like I've learned the game when I was young. I mean, I know Joe said he started in 2018, but well, I did play when I was a kid, but my dad taught me when I was like eight, you know, but I still, I still withheld those ethics that he taught me because he said, don't do this shit, do it this way, you know? So, yeah. And I think, you know, when I was growing up, there were other kids playing and stuff like that, but I also had, you know, I was fortunate enough to get lessons from a PGA pro that kind of taught me the game. Now, I can't remember anything I was taught from back then. I've always learned and evolved in this game. Even now, just learning rules that the USGA posts on Instagram. I think that's fantastic. I think yep. they should do that for every rule. Yep. And just have it available like that because it can come in handy, like our tournaments or even an SNGA, any of, any kind of tournament. Yeah. If you could just pull up Instagram, boom. Rule 26-A5000. Hey, I saw this on a video. Let's go look at it. Not Let's bring up the rule book and try to decipher what, you know, 13-9A is. Right. Yeah. So I think think when it comes to something like that, the availability of what the actual rules are is, well, for lack of other words, unavailable. You know, like I could type in Google, you know, which side do I drop on this side or that side kind of question, but it's got to be easier than that. I mean, USGA has to have like on their app or something, just a video library of every rule possible, you know, that you can have an explanation for that can just be readily available for everybody in a tournament situation or not. Yeah. yeah. You know, maybe hopefully so, that's what they're doing by banking all those videos. Yeah. And, and yeah, yeah. That would I be mean, awesome. they're doing a good job currently. So, right. Hey, and so I think it just, you, uh, Dre, you heard what we were, ran through uh, this list that we kind of uh, put together. What's something that you have that wasn't on there besides fix your damn ball marks? I, oh, I, I didn't see the whole list. I, I couldn't read the whole thing. I jumped in like halfway through. Okay, so we got, uh, let's see, uh, too many new people, customer service going by the wayside. Uh, the rules are confusing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's too many golf ball options. Um, mm-hmm. The different uh, wedge grinds and materials used in wedges. Um, uh, $1,500 putters, uh, pro shops with crappy offerings, uh, dickheaded marshals. Oh, don't give me, don't get me started on that. Bro. <laughs> uh, um, courses with no marshals, right. uh, and yeah. then self-awareness from players as far as course etiquette and pace of play. Okay. So I'll start from the bottom up or from the last to the first. Um, I must say coyote Springs having one person go around every nine, like a marshal type person. It's fantastic. Keep keep it moving, stuff like that. You know, I'm for it because not only do we want to play shorter rounds of golf, but if you can have, imagine this: like if you imagine if you had four groups that all finished in five and a half hours. If you had five groups that finished in four hours, you know, you they could get another tea time almost in there and make more money. Yeah. Um, you know, so having someone go around like that, Coyote Springs does it right, especially with two car crawls on each side. Oh, and by the way, on this list, no cart girls. 
Ooh. Like no, no. Oh, not having, not having service. Yeah. Not having the service. Cause I love mountain falls and they don't do that. Yeah. Like I don't want to have to wait till nine holes to get something like, you know, have someone come around, but it's a senior community. It's different out there. Anyway, whatever. Still got to have one. Um, what was at the bottom of that list the again? Pro shops with crappy offerings. Yeah. Pro shop. Oh yeah. Like, uh, I mean, I'll say this when I went to Bay Hill and maybe Dan can say it about, I haven't been to Kiowa, so maybe Dan can fill in about Kiowa after this. But when I went to Bay Hill, like I feel like in Bay Hill, it's kind of catered to, you know what? I just paid $250 for a round of golf. Why don't I spend 250 more dollars? Cause I'm already here and get some cool Bay Hill shit. I've been to places where I don't get that vibe. Like I bet I, it's pretty much the kind of vibe where you walk in, you pay for your golf and you walk right out. Yeah. Like even if it's like that, like I will say probably two of the best ones that I've been to is Torrey Pines and TPC Sawgrass. The stadium course at TPC. Wait till I, abandoned. I, like I said, I haven't been there yet. <laughs> when I get there, I will, add, I will most likely add it. Well, I mean, but, going, going on that, right? So it's like, I think golf is becoming a younger sport. And I think the pro shops are not catering to the younger audience either. Oh, not at all. And, and we went over the new era thing a little bit. Um, oh, but come on. Look, I mean, look at, there's, there's two guys on here that wear new era <laughs> straight field. Come on. Um, but yeah, I mean, Dan, how was, uh, how was the pro shop at Kiowa? Uh, it was uh, nothing but Peter Millar and Foot Joy. Yeah. Ah. But uh, there was some Johnny O stuff, but yeah, for the most part, it was it was just those two. The, the, the fancy stuff. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, and, too many golf balls. Uh, too many golf balls. What do you think about that? Well, if Glenn was on here, we'd be on here for three more hours. Um, <laughs> love you, Glenn, but holy shit. <laughs> uh, I will say too many golf balls. Yeah, I would just say there's too many options, if that's what you're talking about. Yes, yes. Um, so too many options. That's why I have a, uh, honestly, that's why I have a closet full of Pro V1Xs, because I can pretty much, I know what I get out of it. You know, not that, because it's like the titleist name or whatever. I've had t- people tell me, that, like, oh, you play Tyler's because it's name. No, I play a Pro V1X 2021 because I know what to expect when I fucking hit that ball. No. You know, like that's, that's the long and short of it like you know you told me i don't well if taylormade was better which i know you spoke about that before in person the new um, one the new one talking about the new one yeah yeah like if that's as good as you say it is and it, the cover holds like i'll play tp5x if that cover holds for sure um yeah but going back to the customer service uh-huh at, I don't, I don't, are you saying like golf stores in general? No, just, just when you're at a golf course, the, the employees that you're interacting with have kind of, you know, taken a pass on providing customer service. Uh, and I, I was saying that, you know, here in Vegas, we're, we're having an inferior product compared to two, three years ago because water restrictions, um, and we're paying more. So it's, it's not the same value it was, you know, what a $65 round three years ago is now a hundred dollar round and the courses aren't in as good a condition. And it seems like the customer service is going the way of the golf course, not the price. 
you know, we're paying more for an inferior product. Hey, show me some love, well, you know, get, make right. me feel a little bit better about dropping the cash that I am to come play your golf course. You know what? Uh, it's funny you say that. I'd be willing to ask them that next time I pay over $100 for a round. Yeah. I'd be like, look, like I moved here too. I would tell them. I'd be like, even with Paiute, like Paiute is in great shape always. So I'd never complain about it, which is, you know, have them do what they do with that course to be as good as it is. is fantastic. But when I moved here, that round was $60, $65. Now it's 95. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I want to get that boulder. Or I mean, the, the Paiute card for next year, but I mean, it's, you know, golf is getting more expensive. I don't know if we have inflation to thank for that, but at the same time, you know, when they saw the increase of golfers over the last three and a half years, you know, they're like, oh, well, we can increase the price too. Supply and demand. Yeah, so, I think I think golfflation might have hit before inflation. Do you think do you think possibly that when the pandemic hit and everybody started playing golf, but pandemic rules were still there everybody riding in separate carts maybe some of the staff members or the or the or the outside crew wouldn't be handling your golf bags as much uh maybe that has kind of mm. bled into the lack of customer service like yeah we can interact more and we don't yeah. have masks on and stuff like that but yeah. over the over the last three years of people kind of more handling their own equipment i've, I've just stood here for the last two years doing nothing stuff. that's what i'm going to continue to do yeah. And yeah. not to yeah. mention, you know, unless you're getting tips, like you're still not making a whole lot of money in the golf, in the golf industry, no, unless you're at no. a private course, you know, private courses, you have the opportunity to make a little bit more money, but right. you know, mixed with that and just people overall being maybe more nastier. Dicks. Um, yeah. You know, just <laughs> customer I'm... service is going by the wayside because it's, they, they feel like, fuck it. I'm not getting paid enough. This guy's a jerk fuck this place i'm still waiting for uh you know someone from uh outside services to plug in their square into their phone and be like swipe swipe it i I would have one dude put all you gotta do is just even the square reader or put a fucking qr code nobody carries cash anymore so for the most part i mean i I mean i'm i'm always for cash so i i realize i don't always carry it but that's what you know the cash apps yeah all the other stuff is for, but, uh, and shout out Dan. Yeah. I've seen him. What's your Venmo? I'll Venmo you right now. I've seen him do yep. it. Oh yeah. I don't like, I don't like, you know, I have a square reader for sure. I just did. I just dealt with that for a three iron. I sold and it was, I hate, you know, like Dan said, I don't like owing people. Yeah. You know, it's a mortgage is one thing. Owing that guy yeah. one is one thing, but, Right. You know, if I owe somebody something. I'm not trying know. to owe the homies. Exactly. Exactly. You know, just pay off your debt and we're good to go. Yep. Um, hey, so what about but, self-awareness, Trey? What about guys that are just have no clue that they're the problem? I think because I've had a real close interaction in this area of golf. I feel that there's a lot of ego in this game because it's solo. You know, we are a solo, you know, like tennis players, we play this game by ourselves in a group of four people. 
whether there's competition or whatever is hearsay. But when it comes to self-awareness, you know, I think the people that are aware that somebody may or may not be the problem, it still has to be told in a way like, you know, I, I, I take the high road, you know, you have to let them know and keep repeating it to them. And then at some point you just have to be a little stern with your message. If it's been repeated several times, oh. you know? Yeah. I mean, this is this, at the end of the day, this is golf. Like we don't need to have confrontation or anything, but you know, if three people out of four say it's this, then, you know, pay attention. Oh. Like that's all, that's all that has to go down with that. Because, you know, if I know I'm doing something, you know, that's, this or that, and it's not right. And so, you know, three or out of four people tell me in the group that, you know, this is the right way to do it. Then, you know, maybe majority rules and they know what they're talking about, you know? And I have conversation a lot about this with several areas of golf with lots of people. And, you know, and I think somebody like Dan, you know, even Joe, who's, you know, five years in Matt, you, I don't know how many years in golf you're in. There's too many. You know, for myself, it's about 25 years now. still be this bad. (laughs) It's, you know, I will just say that when it comes to something like this, at least between the four of us here and a couple others that we, you know, many others that we know, there's some legitimacy to us saying something about what you are doing, you know, whether it's pace of play reasons or fixing ball marks, sand, whatever. You know, there's people got to understand that length in time and golf and knowing the surroundings is carries validity. And I think there's just too much ego for people to accept help from other people. Yeah, I think it comes down to like uh, a communication factor, which I know a lot of the world is lacking in. And it's just oh. asking your art partner or your players you're playing with like, hey, can I drop here? Is this not a bad, is this a bad drop? Like, right. where do you feel that, you know, and it's, it's at the end of the day, like I've said, it's just a game. So. Right. It is, but I I'm think. I'm dropping the, here. The, is this cool with you? Is this cool with you? Right. Is this, does this work for you? And most people aren't going to go out on a limb and ask that. Or some right. people won't. Most people won't. They'll just kind of drop wherever they feel like it and all that. But I think. I, you know, I've always just been a big believer in, you know, especially with the desert here for pace of play reasons, just you know, take your stroke and distance. Who cares? Like, I mean, I don't care. I'm, I'm for it. Like if I'm, if I'm telling you to do it, then do it. Like, yeah. You know, whether it's five bucks or nothing on the line, just let's keep this thing moving. Keep yeah. it rolling. You know, and it's with the rules is one thing, but you know, I've had this conversation with some other people and I feel that since new golfers have come along that there's not as much integrity in the game as there used to be. Yeah, I would agree with that. You know, integrity, calling penalties on oneself and different things like that, you know, I don't... There's not much protecting the field anymore. Correct. You know, and I've been on the side, I've been on the side of a tournament where I called a penalty on myself. It sucks. You don't want to do that, you know, but that's part of the game of golf is having the integrity to be a bigger man and, you know, come forward with that. So, um, 
you know, and I realize not everybody's perfect and all of that, but at the same time, you know, that you can learn a lot about this game and how you are in this game, you know, compared to where you're at in, you know, the rest of your life, because, you know, four hours with some, I, and I'm not talking about like you guys specifically, but if you're playing with new golfers and you see this, like there has to be somebody telling them this or that, or they'll keep doing, keep doing this yeah. or that. Yeah. yeah and that, and that's the for thing. The player's it, license. It's, yeah. It's uh, I mean, it, and it, a lot of it kind of like weighs on our shoulders. Like we are yes. players that have been playing for a while need to tell the newer ones like, Hey, that's not correct. And for someone to stand up and say that it's, mm -hmm. it's difficult for the newer generation that is not down with confrontation right? to be like, yo, that's incorrect. And I'll take right. it to, you know, it's, it's 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 tough for people to do that but it needs to be done because you're going to carry the game of golf on in the respect that it's been played for years because yeah. it is a game of history and it sucks and when you have to start those conversations with hey totally i'm not being a dick but yeah 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 <laughs> yeah but we need but it's it's like somewhat our obligation to teach the newer ones how to do it i right? agree yeah, and I, I com agree. I completely agree. Because if nobody does, they'll never learn. And if you're a new golfer and you don't know, then you need to fucking ask somebody. Yeah. Not Google. Yeah. Don't assume. Um, Do but not assume. The one thing I will say, too, is going back to a previous. Well, I, I'll, I'll go back to that. about. I heard something about fitting earlier, but right before I hopped on. Oh, yeah, that was about the um, shafts. But. That just goes back to the decorum I talked about. You know, there's got to, somebody has to teach people just basic rules of golf, even if it's just an adopted form. Like, not yeah. the legit ones that we go by. Cliff's notes. Yeah, like a Cliff Notes version <laughs> yeah. almost. Um, about just white stakes, red stakes, you know, and different things like that. I got to sneeze here in a second. Um, and then I truly feel, and I don't know how or if it's going to happen. I truly feel that the T system, like the golf tees on each course has to be organized better. And I know it may not even affect how and where golfers play on a golf course, you know, related to what tees they play. But there has to be some scoring level or something that says, like, if it's this T, you know, 80 plus, you know, if you average 80, average 90, 100, whatever, something like that. Yeah. You know, and there's, there's courses out there a, that do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's fantastic because I have played with a guy, two guys actually, at Coyote Springs. It was me and Glenn. And we play one of the guys never picked up a golf club and he decided to tee it up with me and Glenn on the tips. Yeah. <laughs> and his friend who he said he'd been playing like five months did the same thing. And I'm like, you don't know what you're I in hate, for. <laughs> I hate, yeah. And like, I hate telling guys that, yeah. but at the same time, like I'm only telling them because I'm trying to make the game easier for you. Cause this game's already hard. It's hard for me, you know? Some days are just better than others, and some days you don't break putters and make eight birdies. Yeah. 
<laughs> but <laughs> hey, did you Sometimes did you, you see our the wedge and just everything goes in? Or not our giveaway? Did you see our raffle? What we're doing for the raffle? I did not see Chasing it, no. Daylight Podcast Raffle. Uh, the uh, Southern Highlands Social for the SNGA. Oh, okay. uh, uh, Dan can't play with us, so it's Joe, Jeremy, and myself. So for the fourth spot, we're having a raffle. 20 bucks. 20 bucks, throw your name, uh, pay my Venmo. I put it up on the screen. Uh, pay 20 bucks, and you're in the raffle. Okay, are they going to play with the three of us then? Yeah, you play with uh, Joe, Jeremy, and myself, and then whoever wins oh, the raffle. Jeremy, okay. Yeah, whoever wins the raffle. Lame. Sorry. You guys just kicking me out of the squad. Jeez. No, 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 no. It's not like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. Um, hell, I'll play with three brand new people. I don't care. Um, yeah, you know, it's... You know, I want to go into the shafts, too, because, well, I'm a shaft whore. So, so with, with no regulations and shafts, meaning there's no, this is still, I mean, you can frequency them and, and find out on your own, but nobody's doing that when they're going to, to dicks to pick up a set of irons. Well, the Uh, issue is is like your swing speed. It's, it's based on swing speed, which is not relative. I, this is, this is a. A subject we can go on and on about. Well, I got to go to bed, so if don't go on that, too long. If, yeah, I know. If none of that existed, if none of that stuff ever existed, but we still had the same, like, if we still had the same technology right now, but the fitting stuff didn't really exist. Like, I remember going to the golf store in Florida when I first started playing golf and hitting stuff into a net with no projection and none of that, and you just simply bought clubs based on feel. Yeah. You know, I remember the days you could demo a club for a week and bring it back. Like, I know that would not go over well now, but. Um, 90 days at Las Vegas Golf Superstore. Yeah, yeah. Las Vegas <laughs> Golf Superstore gives you 90 days. Oh, well. <laughs> that's that people take. I worked that I worked that job and people took advantage of that way too many times. Oh, of course. Yeah. Well, that goes back to the game of golf and the respect you know, and the decorum but and I all think, that. I think when it comes to fitting, this is my two cents. I think when it comes to fitting that there's right golf clubs for every golfer and they're not all the same. You know, when it comes to shafts, iron stuff, a a lot of that deals with how it looks followed by how it feels, you know, but at the same time, you could, you could be very well fitting a guy that doesn't know what the fuck feel is, which is, a hard subject to tell somebody because that's not something you can teach. You know, that's feel is not something that is taught, especially in golf. You know, it comes from massive and massive amount of hours worked on, on a craft, you know, whether you're getting better or not, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, that's fine. um, You know, when it comes to fitting, like for people that I don't know, and I haven't golfed with, for people that are fitting, I feel that there needs to be like, I, you should get yourself a nice set of golf clubs, not freaking Callaway. Sorry, not Cal, not Callaway somebody buy a Ravel ticket. Okay, hey. not Callaway Edge from Costco. You know, you can get some really nice pre-owned shit. Yeah, and you work with that for a while until you can get yourself a golf swing that is 
somewhat on repeat. Yeah. Because it's hard to fit a guy that is swinging all over the map and he may fit, get fit to this and hit it good for a while. But if he's not able to, I'm not talking about any of us, but if he's not able to repeat a golf swing of some kind, getting fit for golf clubs is just a waste of money. I remember going to club champion and uh, Roden, he was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not recommending anything for you because yeah, you got to fix that golf yeah. swing. You got to fix that yeah. swing. And, and I, and I think nowadays, and I seen it done at club champion. And I think nowadays fitters need to stop selling golf clubs just to sell golf clubs. If that guy's swing guy, yeah. gal swing is that bad. Yeah. All over the map, like tell them. Yeah. Like, do not who cares about the paycheck? Because if you tell them to do it the right way and fix it, they'll come back and buy golf clubs from you. Yeah. I know, because I've done it. That was yeah. awesome and, what Roars was saying last week about you know being at, at Shell Bay with you know, I don't want to fit you today because you're taking lessons. And yeah, let's let's wait. I I want David to come tell me, okay, she's ready or he's ready to be fit now. Right. You know. Yep. Instead of hey, let's fit you and then go take some lessons. So, yeah, yeah, do I it, mean, do it the right way. Yep. Yeah, it's and that's that's the thing is like I realize and people call me crazy when I say this, but it's crazy. True. Everyday people that play game, play golf and want to get better at golf, they don't realize that twenty to thirty minutes of drills in your house without hitting a golf ball goes a long way. You know, and I think it just, people just got to realize that this, I think they realize that, don't realize that golf is harder than it really is. Yeah. You know, because there's a lot of athletes that start playing and it's fantastic, but. And there's a shit ton of variables too. Yeah. There's a lot of variables that it comes down to, but that's my, that's my prognosis on the fitting aspect of things is like, yes, there's a lot of options. That's never going to change. I I didn't even get into there's too many youtube coaches there's too many youtube yeah. golfers there's too that's many an, instagram that, golfers yeah. there's too that's many another podcasts episode. don't <laughs> right. another episode i can't talk about that right now uh, there's not enough time i'm trying to uh, go to bed here so yeah too funny um, yeah you know it's i put you know i reposted on my face on my instagram because i you know they it was that exhibition range thing that tiger did with ricky and uh somebody else yeah i can't remember wills on tours maybe it was well but so that's like people realize like when it comes to youtube it's a resource to learn from you know i feel that if you want to use youtube as a way to get better do it However, stay with the same golf, same golf coach, watch all their videos and do exactly what they did. Learn their method. Learn their method. Yeah. Like if that's what you're going to do and you don't want to spend money on a golf coach, which I understand, but you really want to get better. Well, get yourself a mirror full length and do exactly what they're telling you to do on a, on YouTube and go for it. But at the same time, if you ain't hitting balls, getting better at teaching at learning what they're trying to teach you, you ain't going to get better because the only way to get better in this game is to hit golf balls. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. I will. I will say, like, I, I, I dove deep into YouTube videos when I started playing golf. But it's, it's one of those things where it's like you've got to be self-aware to understand if things don't work and don't travel down that path. Right. And self-awareness is key to understand who you are. You're, you're just a soul golfer, though. I mean, and I can't wait to be soulful in San Diego with you. Philosopher golfer now. Fucking two by fours. Cheers, bro. Yeah, you know, I will say, for real, I will say this. Going back to my comment, you, someone, I think Joe said it about fittings being too expensive. Or someone said it. I'll say this going back to my previous comment about telling people that they need to improve their golf swing before getting fit. If you take that person's money and don't return their money because you tell them that, that's fucked up. Like I would not, like if I'm doing yeah. a whole hour fitting and I realize at the end that they're not going to break 110 and they're swinging 12 degrees to the left, like yeah. at that point, give them their money back and tell them to get better at golf. And then get some lessons and come back. Yeah, get some lessons and comebacks. Because, like, the way I see it, like, even for myself, talking, you know, I look back at my round that I played on Saturday at Coyote Springs. And even though I had the eight birdies, I still had two doubles and two bogeys. Like, there's always room to improve every round. And that's what I try to teach to people that are, trying to learn this game and get into the eighties and into the seventies, even into the nineties. Like there's gotta, you gotta understand, like it's people under, don't understand. It's going to take a lot of work to break a hundred, to break 90, to break 80. I mean, Joe went through that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Matt's going through that. He's broken 80 several times. And that self-awareness you're talking about, people need to be self-aware of that. If you really want to improve in this game, you got to work at it. You have to work at it. It's not going to happen from watching Good Good or any of those guys. <laughs> like, that's pure entertainment. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. They're get better, getting better at golf is actual work. Yeah. And that should excite you if you like this game on any level. Like, yeah. that, like don't get discouraged because you have to work a lot. <laughs> you're going to get discouraged about everything else in life because you got to work. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's true. So when it comes to getting better at this game, that's my two cents is like learn from somebody that you can know and trust to help you build a good golf swing. Then once you build a good golf swing, it's like a chip off the block. You got to, it's a never ending block. You got to keep chipping away at it, you know? And then the minute, the minute my you find is huge. <laughs> <laughs> I've been chipping away at that motherfucker for so goddamn long. My knife is dull. My back is hurt. <laughs> you got the nub like being the Shawshank. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm still digging. Yeah. I'm right. still anyway, digging. that's my that's my two cents on on self aware. <laughs> uh, hey, we we Self-aware. don't have a no golf tournament this week. The the fall series is on hiatus until after the Ryder Cup, which is in two weeks. Um, so I don't know if, if the DP World Tour has anything going on this weekend, but um, they play like fifty weeks a year. Yeah, they don't quit. They're they're relentless. I mean, that's cool. Like, that's I, it, I mean, places they they play all over the world. So it'd, yeah, it'd be a it's, cool tour it's, to be on. To be, I mean, to if be honest, you think about it, you're traveling a different country every week playing a golf tournament. It's it's pretty damn cool. 
So, uh, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Trey, thanks for hopping on, uh, kind of filling in for Jeremy while, while he's ill and under the weather. I'll be uh, back next week. Ryder cup. Ryder cup. Is that no, it's the week after that? So we got, mm. isn't it, is it next weekend? Yeah, it's, it's not, not this, this week weekend. It's two weeks. Week. Yeah, two weeks. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. cool. I thought it was this weekend. Oh, yeah. We were going to be no, no, no. It's it. next weekend. Right, cool. Next weekend. Um, yeah. Uh, hit up uh, my Venmo. I, I put it on the screen. I'll post it in the show notes for Wednesday for people. Um, oh, it's, me? No, 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 no. Talking about for the oh. uh, the so high thing. Here it is, right here. Oh yeah, uh, I already yeah, paid Trey. I already paid for mine. I already oh, signed okay. up. Yeah, see, you're good. I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna miss that. No, 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 no. Um, so yeah, uh, 20 bucks, throw your name in the hat and, uh, we'll have the live drawing, uh, in a couple of weeks and okay. that's put something so, on Instagram I can share. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'm going to put it everywhere. I'm going to put it everywhere. So sounds good. Check that out. Um, oh, Trey, we're King of the Greens coming up too. We we're going to do it at Angel Park on the putting course. Sweet. Yeah. So, all right, Joe, uh, bring us home with your bad self. Yo, thanks for tuning in. Chasing Daylight Podcast. Uh, next week's going to be pretty dope. Uh, we got Ryder Cup coming up. Me and Trey are going out to San Diego to play in the King Collective. Uh, the oh, Kingdom. Talk about that too. Can't wait for that. Oh, we did. Uh, <laughs> we're playing wood drivers, so it's going to be fun. I'm uh, taking a three wood, baby. <laughs> I finally found a set. Shout out Mike Tice. I know he listens. Uh, thank you for the borrow of your clubs. Uh, but until then, we'll see you next week. And uh, Ryder Cup's coming up. Shout out to Heath Gala on the win. Um, we'll see you then. Later. Later. Later.